We are Get On Drive Podcast. I am John Custom Carner Meyer, and we are here at PRI 2022 with my wonderful friend Nick Ellis from the RPM Foundation. Thanks for having me. What is going on with RPM? Well, we've had a great year with RPM. We did the yeah. Get Out and Drive Day, uh, National Get Out and Drive Day with the Get Out yep. and Drive podcast. We yep. had our um, great race team this summer, uh, okay. the X-Cup division, the student division. We were just at Hilton Head Island Concours where we gave okay. our uh, Vehicle Restorers Award, our Outstanding Restorer Award. So we've been going like, uh, going like crazy this year. It's been and, really terrific. And just like we promote for... Uh, support the gen- next generation. Your your foundation, they are out to support the next generation. That's exactly. the biggest, your biggest mantra. Is that, yeah, that's correct? Exactly. You know, there's a big concern about what's going to happen to these vehicle restoration shops that are having trouble staffing, getting the skilled labor, the craftspeople mm-hmm. that they need to keep these beautiful vehicles on the road right. for the next generation and beyond. So what the RPM Foundation does is we do uh, scholarship funding to encourage young people to pursue careers. We have outreach programs that, like the Great Race and like right. National Get Out and Drive Day, to encourage young people to participate in this interest in the industry. And we're also building a workforce development program and an apprenticeship program and what we're calling the Endangered Skills Program, where mm-hmm. we identify skills that are in danger of disappearing and try to connect those masters of those skills with apprentices that can learn the skills. Wow. There's some incoming students that would certainly like to do lead work. Uh, yes. Because <laughs> that is a crazy art form. Yes. You you call it an art form, right? Because yes. when you look at a car that's been chopped and channeled and lowered, right. and there's no evidence of seams or cutting or anything, right. I challenge anybody to look at that and tell me that that's not an art form. Oh, it is. Yeah. It, it's no different than uh, Michelangelo carving a block of marble. Exactly. You have this fat chunk of, of terrible looking car and it's your job to make it pretty exactly yeah and it can be rusted out or it could just be right. a car that hey it looks this way and we right. want it to look this way but the result is always something that's beautiful that everybody can enjoy because even uh body seams and things of of vintage cars from the 20s uh forward every one of them had lead seams yeah. somewhere you know, you've got you've got those somewhere, and and that's not just for custom cars. That's why I try and tell people you have to learn a letting skill, and you have to learn what works. Yeah. So that's you've important. Gotta, you've got to learn a wide range of skills. One of the things I always say, in, in when you differentiate between automotive technology and collision repair and vehicle restoration and preservation, is when you get into vehicle restoration and preservation, there's now 120 years of cars that are out there in the world. Let's say. 90 years of cars that are considered collectible. Right. So something could come through that door any day that could be 100 years old or right. 50 years old right. or 30 years old, yep. and you have to be able to attack it and, and work on it. Yeah, just like the lead stuff, uh, incoming students would wonder, why do I need to have woodworking? Mm-hmm. Why do I need to know woodworking? Why do I need to know upholstery? Yeah. Well, even if you're not on the inside of a vintage vehicle, there's upholstery on the outside, there's a roof. Exactly. Uh, you got a new upholstery. Yeah. There's woodworking. There's cars that were in the t- uh, 20s and 30s that were skinned aluminum cars or skinned wood frame steel cars. Or wood bodied yes. woodies that yes. uh, you know need to be treated a certain way. I mean, there's yep. there's so many aspects to this that I don't think people always understand or appreciate, mm-hmm. especially uh, the cerebral side of it, what I call the philosophical side. When you're looking right. at a car and you're saying, okay, this is a car that... 
I should either restore or preserve. If it's a race car that has racing history and has right. been dented up, all those dents and that damage, that's now part of the car's history. Oh, of so course. It tells of, a story. Right? Yeah, exactly. Right. So it's kind of a crime to erase that and say, hey, we're going to bang out all the dents and we're going to repaint it. So you have to use that judgment as a restore to be able to determine how you're going to pursue that restoration. Yep. That's a very important point because not every car should have the history removed from exactly. it. Exactly. Because if you do, you remove the history from it and it becomes almost nothing. Yeah. Uh, I, I was on the fence about watching Camaro number one be restored. The VIN number, yeah. 67 Camaro number one. I don't know if you're familiar with the story. I, I, I of don't that. know. So, yeah. Uh, that, that car was uh, built by Chevrolet and it was a uh, pre production car and it was a body panel buck and they put it all together and it was a test fit car and it got squirreled away in history. It went as a used car to another person who tore it apart, made a race car out of it, <laughs> and then somebody bought it and said, this is Camaro number one, and they promoted it as Camaro number one and raced the living hell out of it up into the early 80s, but they kept every single part from the car up in the attic of their of their shop it's grandma gold with gold interior <laughs> generic very <laughs> car and now that car is completely meticulously restored and it was in front of the mall in the little little glass cube uh in washington dc oh no kidding yeah. really mm -hmm. Historic Vehicle Association. Yep, it was with the Hirahata Merc was there, and the Bullet Mustang was there, and a bunch of iconic cars. But uh, if you get a chance, um, I think I told it pretty well. But That is amazing. You know, there's a similar story, because what, what you're hearing in that case is people who have kind of been stewards of these cars over Correct. the years. And Correct. you think about what could have happened to that car if the wrong person had just taken it. Right, you know, stripped it apart, and and it yes. ended up in the crusher. Yes, we were so we're affiliated with LeMay America's Car Museum okay. in uh, Tacoma, Washington, and somebody donated the very first Studebaker Avante that had ever been built. Okay, to the museum, it had been repainted green with gold flames on it. Okay, and with I think a green interior. Okay, and our curator of collections, uh, Renee Christ saw it, realized what it was, did all the research, uh, worked up the funding, and restored it to 100 point, absolute perfect, back okay. to original condition. Wow. And there's there's a great example of being a steward of a vehicle. Yes. You know? Yeah. You, you are a steward, you are a caretaker of a vehicle, and you do your best to preserve the history yes. of it until you can pass it on again to the next generation. Yes, exactly. Not only pass on the vehicles with their history, but the knowledge behind them and how to restore them. Yes. So uh, I applaud you and what you do. And oh, thanks thank for hanging so out with us for a well, little bit. And thank you for all your support of the RPM Foundation. We really appreciate You're it. You're welcome. Love to work with you. Yes. And uh, to anybody who's interested, please yeah. look us up at rpm.foundation to learn more. And please get out and drive. Excellent. Have a great day at the show. You too. All right.